time now. All right, cool. I appreciate it. Welcome back to Beer and Ham Podcast. Uh, I'm happy to be joined today by Andy Thomas, the owner and brewer of Starving Artist Brewing in Ludington. Um, I, without a doubt, can say one of my favorite beer makers in the state today. I mean, I absolutely, oh. everything you do, uh, I, I truly enjoy. And I, and I'm late to the game. I mean, I just jumped on the bandwagon probably early last year, but uh, um, I'm, I'm really loving everything you do and everything I picked up. I've been to the brewery twice now, and I can't wait to get back. One to pick up um, Superhero Lunchbox. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk some beers today. We're going to talk um, plans going forward for your brewery. Um, but what I always like to start with is kind of the origin story of what got you into brewing beer. I mean, reading your past, I know uh, you were brewing in Ludington at Jamesport for about 10 years. Actually, that's not true. Okay. That's not true. I'm sorry. Oh, um, correct me. I, I, did, I, did, I did work at Jamesport uh, uh, for only four years. Okay. And I did everything there. I was on the, the line. I served. I bartended, pushed mops, whatever. But the one thing I did not do is brew at Jamesport. Okay. Which, uh, but for 10 years, we did own an art gallery. <laughs> okay. You, you did own one in town there? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right after, right after I left Jamesport. And, and that's what I want to get to. I mean, are you the artist? Uh, behind every one of your cans and bottles and everything there, or you, do you bring people in? I mean, I, I mean, your your art on your on your cans and bottles is just you know second to none. I you know, I wish I could take credit for that, but no, no. Um, some of them yes, but we have got a really great group of artists uh, that that have worked together. Uh, one being Chris Van Wyke, a local uh, artist, good friend. Uh, he designed our, our logo for us as we were getting started. He did a lot of our early stuff, Blood Forge, Hot Marley, uh, Slims, you know, the early cans. Uh, so Chris, Chris was kind of quintessential in the, in the beginnings of the art of, you know, the first thing that people saw when, when we were entering the market. Sure. Um, and, you know, and, thanks, and thanks, thanks to him for kind of making us look bigger than we are. So you know, that's kind of on him. But no, we got, we got a couple other artists, you know, uh, we, we've got a woman that designs heavy metal logos and, and things so that she's done a couple things for us, which have been kick-ass. And uh, we've got another artist, Charles State, who, who does a lot of stuff. So, so we have a series of artists that, that, that work with us because okay. they're all better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when, then you're at Jamesport and you have the, the, the studio uh, or the gallery and what got you or what, what, what flipped the switch for you to say, you know what, I'm going to do this pretty much in your backyard in the barn. You know, that was probably, probably a series of many things that, that, that happened. Um, so I fell in love with craft beer at Jamesport, you know, like you said, and uh, Tom Buchanan, who I call the beer father here, who's now with uh, Ludwigson Bay here locally. Uh, we call him the beer father. Uh, it was it was it was all him who kind of got us into the, the got us into craft beer back in the you know late nineties early uh, early two thousands when craft beer was still kind of taboo right you know I mean, it was it was growing in popularity but nothing like it is today and so uh, so I I pretty much give James Port all the credit for me falling in love with craft beer I pretty much didn't even drink beer uh, well probably because I was 20, not 21 yet. Okay. I was almost 21, but I did not drink beer then. So, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I completely fell in love with craft beer. Uh, Tom sat me down with a flight sampler uh, when I turned 21 and, and said, we're going to find a beer that you like. And, and to my surprise, he did. And it was their English mild, just a really, really nice, super sessionable brown ale. And just cr like, just crazy good. Okay. Um, and I, and so, yeah, I just fell in love with craft beer there. Um, and, and so go ahead. Sorry. No, no. And then, so, I mean, when you decided that you were going to open one, did you know you were going to do it in your backyard? No, no. Um, we, we actually lived in a different house when, so I'll make it quick, I guess. Right. No. So, um, <laughs> uh, so when, so we owned an art, uh, my wife and I, uh, my wife Michelle and I owned an art gallery. Uh, we bought an art gallery. So as soon as we left Jamesport, 
uh, as soon as I left Jamesport, I took a job at a little uh, little art supply store and picture framing shop, and uh, to kind of pursue more of my art, you know, and uh, uh, dreams and whatever. Uh, and so, uh, after Michelle and I bought bought that business back in probably 2006, I think it was, uh, we. Uh, I had this idea, and this is right when right when nano brewing was becoming a really big thing, right out west. When when you're hearing stories of guys opening up nano breweries in storage containers, you know, and like you know whatever, you know any anything, you know, their garages, you know. Uh, unfortunately, Michigan's laws do not permit such things here. But I had this great idea for this little nano brewery that we were going to do uh called ghetto brew okay <laughs> and at the time i was at james port and some random dude at the bar i was telling him about it i had shirts made and he's like that's a stupid name <laughs> i'm like what? no that is not a stupid this is awesome because it was ghetto it was like e a u x or whatever you know like phone you know so ghetto, like no, he was so right. I'm so happy that didn't happen. Uh, but uh, we moved into this house. The gallery, uh, after after ten years of the art business, had uh, had become. I guess, I guess ran its course is the right way to say it. And and my wife, uh, my wife said, "Well, you've always wanted to open a brewery. Do you think you could open one in the barn? You know." And by that time we were in this house, I'm like, "Well, shit." maybe <laughs> so so we started a big checklist of things and and uh of you know we got to name it we've got to you know we've got to get all the paperwork done we got all all these things that huge checklist we got to finance it we got all there's all these things that we have to make uh reality before this actually was that roughly about 2015 uh this was this was probably the end of 2013 that we started kind of percolating the idea all right and uh, the LLC for Starving Artists was established in 2014, um, and like every brewer in the state and or country, our timeline was unrealistic, <laughs> so we opened on June of 2015. Okay. <laughs> you opened, you, were you strictly thinking just distribution only? Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. And so, so at the time, we still owned the gallery. Um, and we, we decided that, that distro only was a good way to do it. A lot of brewers warned us against it, um, cause it's not an easy, you know, the margins are slim. Um, it's a pretty competitive market and, and actually it's surprising how much more competitive the markets become since we, since we opened, you know, sure. so it, it's pretty, pretty incredible that in, in nearly five years here, uh, that that the market's completely changed, uh, but um, but yeah, yeah, we we decided that that it was uh, we 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 it, it's surprisingly hard to get your address removed from Google, <laughs> but we went to that level of we don't want people to know we're here, we don't want to create a lot of traffic, we don't want you know like let's just get some beer out there and see what happens. And we we designed this business uh, to to be able to survive on a very, very low budget so that we could do the things we wanted to do. And uh, to our surprise, uh, it became incredibly useful as of late. <laughs> okay. Uh, I read today when I was doing some research that the first time you did a bomber release, you didn't have your address. You're just kind of like, the people who want it will find us. Yep. Okay. What beer was that? Yep. yep. Um, yeah, we... Uh, so, <laughs> so we, we, we had the Growler Club. Yeah, anybody that found us or anybody that knew about us, we had a Growler Club that you could come and fill Growlers okay. uh, from the beginning. And that's grown, uh, grown a little bit over the years. But uh, the, uh, so, so when we came to our first bomber release, yeah, it was, it was a, basically a, Easter egg hunt, you know, like a, if you don't know where we're at, good luck. <laughs> and, and so it wasn't until, man, it was probably, probably 
two years ago that uh, a good friend of ours who was helping me kind of move the business forward um, said, like, basically, if you ever want this business to grow, you got to tell people where you're at. Okay. I'm like, well, all right. God damn it. <laughs> I, I want to start talking about those beers. Um, and you're drinking. I haven't uh, uh, started my drinking yet because I wanted to wait and show people this uh, this little eight-ounce uh, bundle of joy that I'm holding. And I want you to talk a little yeah. bit about a 17% Imperial stuff called Big Trouble in a Little Can. Uh, this is my third can I've had from you, so I'm going to crack it. And Hell yeah. Tell me a little bit about this beer. So um, I wish I could take full credit for this beer because it's, it's delicious. Uh, my brother-in-law, brother Lee, has a beer. He's a home brewer extraordinaire, has a beer called Yes Have Some. Uh, and I guess I'll, if you get the joke, good on you. I'm not going to tell anybody the joke. But if you get it, I mean, it's pop culture. It's awesome. Uh, but unfortunately, that name was taken, so we had to, we had to get creative. Uh, but this, this is based off of his recipe. Okay. Uh, he, he, he is my, my go-to um, your beer sucks or your beer is great guy. Um, he's an engineer, and I don't think he could lie if he was paid to. He doesn't so, hold back. No, and I, that's what I love. I love that, like, it, like it, that he he'll go down down the line and be like, "Yeah, that beer is terrible. Just never brew that again." I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, this is an iteration of of uh, yes, have some. And so, what it is is a, it's an imperial stout with maple syrup, chocolate, and coffee. Okay. And. Uh, so we we got the seventeen percent with multiple steps, uh, but majority of or, or a good part of the alcohol was adding equal parts maple syrup over over a few days during active fermentation to not stress the yeast out, so that we could just kind of keep that rising, uh, not make it not not get any fusels in there. I mean it's 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 boozy, right? Because it's seventeen percent. You're gonna taste alcohol. Yeah. You know, uh, but I feel like for 17%, it's not real hot. So that, that no, made me pretty happy. Yeah. And, and I told people, um, you know, usually when you get a 17% beer, a lot of them are going to come in a big, you know, bomber bottles. This is nice because at, at 17%, most people are going to be able to take that down by themselves, make it a little buzz, but, you know, it's definitely uh, something right. people can handle. So because I'll never be a brewer and um, I always like to kind of, you know, pull the curtains back. Did you know, I mean, was 17% what you were going for? Did you have an idea when you were starting to brew this beer that this is, this is your goal? I was pretty disappointed. I was going for 18%. <laughs> I got close. I was so close. So what is, what is the uh, strongest ABV that you've brewed? Is this it? That's it. Yep. Okay. That's it. Uh, on our system is a, uh, is a pretty, uh, I guess, Going back to ghetto brewing, our, our system's pretty ghetto, so getting high ABVs is, is, can be can be a little challenging. Uh, and so I was so happy that we hit 17. I mean, 18 was the we're gonna make it. So 17 was like, dang it, but we got close. <laughs> so good enough for me. It, it, I mean, it's an amazing beer. I brought it down. Um, I've had uh, your beers in Florida, so that's the furthest they've traveled with me. And the Floridians awesome. that had this were just like, what the fuck? They, uh, <laughs> there's not many beers that they can find in Florida like this. So they were happy I brought it down. Unfortunately, I had to share eight ounces with three people. Oh, that sucks. No, that's right. It was worth it. Um, Everybody got to wet their lips a little bit. You're drinking a beer that you released um, just about three months ago, correct? Uh, right around Valentine's Day? Yep, yep. So I'm trying to figure out where the camera is, but is that it? Yeah, <laughs> you're on it. There it is. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Lettre de Mole, and that is my really weak attempt to be fancy, uh, it, it, or love letter. And this is a sour that released on Val we released on Valentine's Day that has uh, raspberries, blackberries, mango, rhubarb and Concord grapes. 
Nice. So I was lucky enough when I was in, I think it was probably the weekend before Valentine's Day this year, you gave me a little three-ounce pour of that, and um, it was outstanding. I really, really enjoyed that one also. I mean, obviously, I've had probably seven or eight beers of yours now at the brewery, and none of them have disappointed. I've also found you um, at uh, Burning Foot last year in uh, Muskegon. Yes. That was a, a great yes, time. yes, yes. I was using a lot of my little paper tickets at your uh, your booth. <laughs> With all the scary clowns. Yes, exactly. You guys were full makeup that day. Full makeup. <laughs> yeah, we get we get pretty sad that we're not going to be able to do that this year. Yeah, but. there's a lot of them. I mean, they just announced today that summer's canceled. Yeah. So, you know, they're falling by the wayside. But hopefully, you know, it's all obviously uh, for people's health and maybe uh, fall up in the UP and some smaller ones across the state will later right. on be able to be open. You know, I'm, 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 I'm all for it. I'm a supporter of it. Let's, let's, you know, let's write 2020 off as the year that we all uh, got to get shit done, you know, and you know, well, there's always 2021. Let's, let's uh, touch on that just a little bit. I mean, I kind of know you, you do a lot of, um, if people want to catch up a little bit, probably in the past two months, maybe at least once a week, if not twice a week, you've done some Facebook live videos, just kind of talking about the status of the brewery, what's coming up, uh, things that you can order online. Um, what is for a, a smaller-ish brewery? What is the pandemic and the, the kind of quarantine or uh, shelter in place done? Uh, how has it affected you? I guess. Um. So it's done a couple things. Um, so first of all, it's made made us realize how awesome of a core that we have and a a group of hardcore supporters that, that honestly, I don't think we'd ever be able to repay the debt. You know, every, everything that we've done, uh, people have been so supportive. I mean, it's just, it's been a very humbling and um, enlightening time. I mean, like I, I, we're, we're very blessed to not be one of the businesses that have, that, that are that are saying that this is affecting us negatively right. um it's 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 there's been more silver lining than there has been uh than there has been uh, you know hardships i guess um uh, for lack of a better word so um uh, i will say at the beginning i mean it was it was pretty it was pretty terrifying right you know you're shut down you know my wife is a cosmetologist and she's shut down and uh, so, so it's like, okay, well, you know, we were both self-employed because we thought we were uh, recession proof, you know, hair and beer, right? Sure. Everybody yeah. wants both those, no matter, no matter how hard things get. Uh, but w when you're told that you have to close, that was, that was a pretty uh, interesting moment. And uh, so I guess, I guess it's, It's been pretty pretty amazing to see all of our all of our fans and new fans and and uh, community and people really just dive into you know all the ideas that we I've been trying to be really creative with you know t rare t-shirts or just yeah. basically like okay like are we gonna sit down and wait for this to end or are we just gonna try and try and make a go of this and and so we chose the path of make a go of it. And people really dove into that, and so I am forever grateful. And I, you know, the, I mean, literal lack of words on, on how I feel about how people have supported us in it. Well, that's great to hear. Two, um, two things that I know, um, just kind of from following you, and one that I got part of, and we'll touch on that in a minute. But the first thing is that you're, I, I just from the photos I'm seeing, you're you're being able to build out your beer garden a little bit. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So part of the silver lining is that. You know, for anybody who knows starving artists, they know that that it's basically a, it's it's a skeleton crew at its slimmest, and uh, I I personally do eighty percent of the work. Uh, we have a couple volunteers that come in that are just awesome that just that are that just want to be here and you know they they're super cool it's just helping us can or helping us clean fermenters or you know just people who love beer who are coming in and um and then we have uh and we have danny who everybody loves uh and we love and you know 
like, but that's so. Uh, so I guess one of the probably the the biggest silver lining in in this is that we've had time to to complete projects that I've only dreamed of completing. So that's that's you know because I'm I'm a I'm a go 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 guy, uh, and so when I'm forced to stop, it's a well okay what do we do? Like okay let's find something to do. Well, let's do the beer garden that we've always talked about. Yeah. Let's do the so so yeah so big silver lining is is that when people get to come back to the brewery when it's open and full, you're gonna get to see the things that that I you know a lot of the things you're gonna see when you come in like the beer garden or you know as stupid as the the swinging chain link doors these are all things that have been going you know circling in my head and percolating for a long time so so it's been a it, it's been a blessing that we've had time to stop and do those things because otherwise we probably never would have no just too busy what if you were to stay open the whole time right right it would have those things never never ever would have happened always on the list but never able to get to them right Right. Um, the other thing, which uh, I was chomping at the bit when I saw you uh, post about it or talk about it online, was your uh, barrel share program. So um, I'll kind of gloss over it, but I'll, um, and if you want to just kind of quickly go through the beers, but just to let everybody know, you're doing uh, six full barrels, uh, barrel aged beers, all of them a, a little bit different, um, some of them a lot of bit different. And what, what it was, was, um, you buy a share of a particular one of your, you, you know, you could choose the six, uh, one of the six and buy a share, which gets you, um, was it 10 bottles or 12 bottles? A minimum, minimum of 10. Yep. Minimum of 10 bottles um, of a particular beer. Um, and just to let everybody know, I, I mean, I couldn't do the math on the top. I, I know I was discussing with friends. I mean, there's what, um, so that's 300 bottles, pretty much a barrel. Right. So right, times right. six. That barrel share program um, sold out in hours. Yeah, it was. It was pretty incredible. Uh, I got a, a you know what I did. I got a. a I have a, a group of friends that love beer, as all the way down to Florida and as far uh, north as Minnesota, bought into it, and we kind of pooled our money and and bought a small share of each barrel, so we can kind of. So we won't get 10 of one. We'll get a couple of each one of them, uh, which we're all looking forward to. But the idea of this is that you buy into this and you pretty much are growing a little baby for us for the next six months, six to nine months right. or however, you know, right. aiming for no. <laughs> um, so uh, if you want to maybe expand on that a little bit and just talk about the, the beers that you're doing in those. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, so, so part of the, you know, part of the, okay, what do we do with, with Michelle being out of work and me being out of work and no, no real uh, guarantee of any income, uh, you know, there may be unemployment, there may be some grants, there may be you know, lots of maybes, and uh, we're scrappers, so it was, okay, maybes are great for, you know, for maybes, but, like, what do we do? So, Immediately, I go to okay. What can we do? You know, so the first thing I went to was these, you know, limited edition shirts. Buy these, you know, buy these. That's fun and cool. And, yeah. You know, the next thing we came up with, which we got, it, we actually got delivered today, uh, was uh, the mug club. You know, we always swore that we were never going to have a mug club because if you've ever been to our brewery, you can only have two pints and then you got to go. Yeah. We love you, but you can come come back tomorrow. Uh, and so we were never going to do a mug club. And then it was, uh, well, my buddy Skylar, who did the mugs, you know, like artists are suffering probably worse than most people, right? Because, you know, the first thing to go on the list of things to do is art. Uh, these, uh, you know, when it comes to times like these. So, um, so I was so, so, so happy to be able to, to get some mugs going. Uh, and so anyway, it's like all these, all these ideas, and then it, then it clicks, like, what about, what about this barrel thing? And it kind of morphed into this barrel share program. So, um, and honestly, when, we, when, when we came up with the idea, it was, it was like, huh, okay, well, well, this is, this could work, you know, and this is a lot of it, you know, kind of thrown back on, on our shoulders is this is a lot of, a lot of weight to carry. Cause you know, we have a lot of your hard earned dollars, especially during a pandemic. 
So, like, so these beers better be goddamn good. <laughs> like, so, all right. Like, but well, you know, I'll interject. Kind of I'll interrupt. That? I'll interrupt. Yeah, yeah you, you're right. So someone's buying into something, and I did have to kind of explain to somebody. I'm like, well, how do I know what I'm getting? I'm like, just trust me. I've had his beers. They're going to be really fucking good. <laughs> and that's, and that's a, you know, so I, I always tell people when they come into the brewery for the first time, and I hope that you heard this while you were here. I, I don't know if you did or not. Um, but I, I have a saying when you come into the starving artist that I hope this is the worst beer you have, you ever have from us. And so meaning that, right. Meaning that I hope the beer is good. And I, well, I know the beer is at least good. It might not be life-changing good, but it, I know that all of our beers are good because I care that much about what I'm serving. I dump a lot of beer. If it doesn't pass my palate, it goes into the backyard. We call it deer. We call it deer beer, right? You know, like we live it. Like we're on a farm, so deer need beer too. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, it 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 is a little intimidating, you know. But but the idea is that. We really, 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 really care about the quality of beer going out. So people investing in us and buying into these barrels, uh, no matter what, you're going to get good beer. I'm yeah. I, smart enough to have fail-safe plans set in place to make sure this works. <laughs> we've, we've had plenty of time to plan. But anyway, so anyways, yeah, the, uh, we set a conservative number of bottles based on the gallons that go into a barrel divided into the 12 ounce bottles. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, we set the minimum bottles to 10 bottles per share. Yeah. And what that means is that's a conservative. That's if we have a lot of evaporation in the barrels and, you know, and, or, you know, seeping into back into the wood. Uh Oh, did we lose you Andy? Lost right. you. That's all right. You're back. We're still recording, so I can just chop that out. So I'll have right, you. Cool. I'll have you pick up. You were talking about um, the evaporation. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Um, I can chop that out. So, so our goal, our goal was that you know we we underpromise and overdeliver, right? You know, and and so what? So we came up with that ten ten bottles was the yeah we feel pretty safe about that so the goal is that when when everybody gets their shares they're going to get you know maybe 12 maybe 13 14 bottles so the the and drive the drive the price down so we based it kind of off of you know buying shares into um you know future you know into future investments or future stocks or whatever they're called i yeah. you know but you know kind of basing it off of that I'm yeah, yeah. Guy, it was, I, 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 I'm not a stock guy, but I totally get what you're saying. Right. You know, just, just trying to, trying to get creative. So, anyway, so my wife and I, we, we threw this around, and we're like, okay, well, you know, there's some things we've wanted to do beer-wise that you know this would be a good excuse to do it, and uh, the. Uh, the thought was, was well, okay, this is pretty far out there. And I know other breweries have done uh, similar things. So, you know, this isn't a completely original idea, but, but you know, maybe, you know, some kind of a weird morph of it. And But you may be the first in Michigan from what I, I mean, and I could be wrong, so someone correct me if you're watching this, and, but I think you're the first in Michigan to kind of do the whole, you know, 
uh, buying into a barrel months and months in advance. Right, right. And, and I, I, to my knowledge, we are. And, uh, and a, lot of, a lot of places haven't really done it this way because, like you said, I mean, by investing in this barrel, you're investing in starving artists and, and setting that trust on us to know that, that you put your money in a good place. And, you know, so, like I said, that's a huge weight. And so, it, like, and Michelle and I were joking around, like, well, okay, well, if we do this, you know, it's a great way to generate some income during the, a time that we need it the most right now with, with this whole thing going on. Uh, and we said, well, okay, well, I mean, we have six months to make, to, to sell all those shares. So who cares if we sell, right? You know, so we're like, okay, no, this, this will work. We, we can sell these shares over six months. You were making the beer no matter what. You just were hoping. Right. It was going to happen no matter what. This was happening. If people kind of thought it was a cool idea, they could buy in and be like, be one of the cool people. <laughs> you know, in about um, 15 hours, they were going to sell out. Yeah, it was it was less than six hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was so we were kind of jaws on the floor the whole day, like, holy shit, what just happened? <laughs> when I found out, so there was one barrel left that didn't quite sell out, and it was uh the one that I was looking most forward to, so my feelings were hurt. So if you uh, we'll we'll go over a couple of them, but talk about Lily. Um All right. so All right, so Lily is extremely passionate, you know, like because it's named after my grandmother who passed. Uh, just, uh, I mean, fairly recently, um, and so so Lily is is named after my grandmother, and so I wanted in my head I wanted to plan that beer to be the one, you know, the one out of the six that was like, yeah, that's it. It's definitely and the so, most unique. What's that? What you put online, it's definitely, the, to me, it's the most unique. Right, right. It's, it's, it's the wild card, right? It's the, but in my head, I'm like, so this is an interesting kind of similarity between, uh, you know, brewing and the gallery and oil painting. You know, I, I did a lot of oil painting and and as an artist, the ones that you really think are the ones, the ones that you, you spent all that time on, the ones that you're like, that's it. This is the one that people are going to just go nuts over are the last ones to sell. <laughs> <laughs> and the ones that you almost threw in the garbage, the ones you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in that painting anymore, but we'll throw it on the wall. They're the, it's, it's so hard to tell what people are into. You know, and, and so... In my head, Lily was the one that was going to sell out first, and it, it totally surprised me. It's probably because I'm really passionate about that one. But anyway, so uh, so Lily is a wheat wine, yum, with with mulberries. So yeah. for anybody not familiar with the wheat wine, um, it's it's probably a, it's a fairly new style as far as you know a lot of the beers that we're drinking. Uh, because it falls into that category of uh, it's not a wheat beer, the ABV is too high, uh, and whatever. But wheat wines are one of my favorite favorite beers out there, and not enough breweries do them. And uh, and then mulberries, same thing. Uh, it's a it's we did a mulberry sour a couple years ago, and and it's amazing to me how many people have never eaten a mulberry. I mean, that's probably one of the easiest fruits to find. You're like, you know, it's just, they're everywhere. They, uh, and, they grow on your property and your neighbor's property and you're out picking them like barrels full? Yep. Yep. Okay. We will be harvesting them by hand, getting those things on, on the tarps, washing them, getting them all set. Uh, and so, so I, I don't know. Yeah, man. Lily was, Lily was probably the... Probably the, the, the it, I don't know, for anybody who has a share in it, I, that's the one that I'm rooting for. No, that's, that's the one that I'm That's the one I'm looking forward to. So if I were to do, if I were, if I was going to buy a share by myself, I, like I said, I got a group together to buy a bunch of each. Um, I was going to buy the share into Lily. That was my go-to. And everyone was talking about the Wisconsin death wish, 
and the uh, double CCR, and those all sound amazing. But that, like you said, wheat wines What's to me, that? wheat wines, barley wines, anything along those lines are uh, my, one of my favorites. And they're so hard to find. And when you find them, it's so hard to find one that like just blows your socks off. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, so I want to uh, keep going a little bit, but um, talking about um, this weekend, I know that you're, you're where you're at. You're not able to fully open yet. You're able to do carryout sales, which you just picked up again last weekend. This weekend you're doing it again. Um, well, I guess this is not going to post, so I should not say this. This is going to be posted after Memorial Day, but you, we're talking about Memorial Day weekend, but you're going to be doing it weekends coming up, correct? So on right. Fridays and Saturdays from noon to five? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then the, the pint club you were talking about, you've got a, a new pint glass. Um, you survive, or I survived the uh, zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yep. And they, had, they come with a, a matching growler. Yep. And so, yep, those, those ones are, uh, man, I was not ready for, again, another, another COVID surprise. I was not ready for how popular those were going to be. We got a lot of backlash for making those. Uh, you have to be on premise to get those. Uh, uh, but yeah, the starting, starting this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, which, so we're, we're going to have those. It's, so it's a set that says I survived the zombie apocalypse and all I got was this stupid glass. Or all I got was this stupid growler. Comes this set, get some beer in the growler. Um, <laughs> another one of those like we need growlers, and we the only thing amber growlers are gone. Until this whole thing is over, there, I mean there is not another amber growler in the country. Oh, and so, uh, yeah. Every time a, a a brewery now in the state that I follow that, that they get a, a shipment of growlers in. They instantly post, we've got new growlers, we've got new growlers, uh, come on in, because you're right, there's there's very few out there now. It's, cra it's crazy, and I, I was shocked, I mean, I was, you know, I finally found one place in Las Vegas that had them, and she was, like, pretty pretty blatant, like, look, like, we've got them, but you're not going to like the freight, you know, and she said to me, like, yeah, I don't like the freight, you know, <laughs> I can't charge people $10 for the glass, you know, there's no way, no well, way. Pretty much because because of what's going on in the virus, that most breweries weren't taking someone else's growler. They were pretty much being forced to buy the brewery's growler. They couldn't bring in an old right. something along those lines. But right. but I found so many breweries like so one opened up just underneath me, but I think they sold out and they instantly said we'll take outside growlers, but we're gonna clean the fuck out of them. So the wait might be a little bit longer, but we're gonna clean them for you. Yeah, and, and honestly, so so last weekend was our first weekend open. Um, in eight nine weeks, I lost count, and we wanted to be good stewards. We want, you know, we're we're really trying to be, you know, play play by the rules, and uh, and so so last weekend was uh we're not going to fill customers' growlers. We have a growler club that has stainless growlers that are that they get every year from us. So that was kind of a bummer for us to tell our growler club like no go like you guys have, you guys gotta buy, buy new growlers so uh, but it was still like we, we feel like this is the right thing to do and then we realized there's not enough glass in the world you know if we don't find a way to <laughs> if we don't find a way to to fill people's growlers that you know that are coming in you know that there's no way we're going to be able to, to keep going so so this weekend memorial day weekend uh, we're going to be able, we're going to be able to start doing it. Uh, we're asking our customers to be extra careful, clean their growlers twice, just to be safe. When they come in, we, we will be sanitizing the growlers. We'll be sanitizing and washing all the taps after each person. Cause we're only waiting on one person at a time. Uh, so, but man, it's, it's crazy. Things you never thought we were going to have to, to think about. So I actually, I have a question. This is something that I've been talking about with friends and I really haven't asked a, a brewery owner or a brewer. So uh, clear growler to amber growler. I mean, do you prefer like as a brewer to put it in an amber growler? Is it going to stay longer? Is I mean, is it going to um, just like beer bottles is the, the color of the glass going to, you know, make the beer last longer? What's, is it a preference because of the art on it? I mean, or is it just a, is it a look thing? I mean, I don't know the difference between a clear and an amber growler. Right, right. That's a that's actually a really, 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 really great question. Um, emphasis on the really. 
no, the reason the reason we don't like clear growlers, uh, just like clear glass. So if you've ever had a Corona, yeah. no pun intended, <laughs> or you know anything in a green bottle like Heineken or like anything that light can penetrate, light is one of the worst enemies of beer. Okay. So, um, so if you've ever heard the term light struck, uh, what tends to happen with with beer when it's introduced to UV rays or in, in light is it will go skunky. So Heineken skunky, right? Corona yeah. skunky. You know, like anything in a clear bottle is skunky. That's because the light has hit the beer and a chemical reaction has happened. And, uh, and so clear glass to us is a big no-no. That's why the, the resurgence of cans is so cool because cans – Nothing can hit it, right? No light penetration. It's so you're gonna get a better beer because no light hit it. So the thing, the thing that concerns me about clear growlers is that we we've, we've done tests uh, for naysayers and we've thrown out a, a clear glass on uh, on the railing of the of the brewery and then kept one that we poured at the same time in the brewery with uh, with little to no light penetration. And it's amazing how fast that happens. I mean, we're talking, we're talking seconds. Wow. You know, it's you know, in 10, 15 seconds, that beer will smell skunky and taste just a little bit different. So, so light really is a huge, huge factor in okay. the quality of beer you're drinking. So clear growlers um, kind of bum me out, but at the same time, Walk fast, because beer is better than no beer. <laughs> walk, walk fast and drink fast. Right. Put that under your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, brown paper bags. There you go. There's a new investment. You can put brown paper bags. Good call. Good call. All right. I'm good for, I'm good for something every podcast. Um, wanna, this has nothing to do with Michigan, um, I'm sure. And I, I, I'm, I'm wearing this in um, – in honor of the tap room that closed today, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm so bummed about that. I know, I right? love that place. <laughs> it's great, and I know uh, you, as big into music as you are, I mean, it's it's a great place to go drink beer, eat great food, great beer, and listen to pretty good uh, metal music. On vinyl. Yes, exactly. You only play vinyl. Um, it's always pretty sad today when they announced that they were closing their tap room. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed about, bummed about that. Yeah. Um, luckily, they're still in distro, and, you know, you'll be able to drive down to Indiana or, or have someone mule it back for you. But uh, that was always, like, right. maybe two times a year, I'd like to head down to Munster, Indiana, and pop into Three Floyds. Yep. I mean, everything about that experience, dude, is, like, so I, I went down to – we were flying out of Chicago to go on a big California beer tour – in uh in october and my brother-in-law couldn't get to chicago uh quite as fast as i could so i'm like fuck it i'm gonna make the slow road and stop by uh three floyds and eat eat some dinner drink some beer and you know i was sitting right at the bar watching them change the records you know looking to listening to black label society just like taking it all in Freaking love that place, man. Yeah, it's, and, it's great. Um, I'm going to give this a second um, podcast in a row, but my, my buddy Tim uh, from Minnesota, who lives here now, he used to, he always drives back and forth to Minnesota. And he would be, the, he's the one that got me started with um, their IPAs, obviously, Zombie Dust and Panzer Wolf, um, Blot Out the Sun. I've got, um, hold on. I've got one bottle left. Whew, that wasn't a bottle of well, beer. You did. <laughs> Yeah. Job opening. So I've got a barrel aged behemoth. That's the last bottle of uh, Three Floyds I have left. Oh, I'm happy that's not the bottle that just broke. No, it wasn't actually a bottle. That was a bunch of nails that just flopped. So I got lucky there. But oh, good. It sounded a lot worse than it did. Yeah, well, that was my skill that it hit. So I, I apologize for the loud noise. Um, yeah, that was some sad news today. I mean, they're not a Michigan brewery, but they're they're close enough, and I know a lot of. Um, Michigan beer fans head there and you know, there's a lot of muling and a lot of trading going on with three Floyd. So, see, you know, 
this whole pandemic, um, whether that made them close or not, you know, it's just, it's sad. I know there's two so far in Michigan that said they have closed because of the pandemic, um, which is good too, but it's still sad to see even those two close. Right, right. So I, I knew, I knew of the one in Terrace City. No, uh, like, Cedar. Yeah. it's in Cedar. So just kind of northwest yeah. of, yeah, it's called Big Cat. Yeah, that was Big Cat. Yeah, I've been there. Yep. And then um, they're staying open, but they're stopped brewing in Kalamazoo. Old Peninsula is stopping their whole pro uh, brewing production. Just done. Yeah, so they're going to stay okay. open to the restaurant they posted, but no, uh, no more brewing. And the brewer, whoever it was, and I, I actually, uh, I, I made a video a couple months ago that I, I was blown away. I was, you know, I go into these small places that don't have a really well name, but have been around for 15 plus years. Um, and his, his beers blew me away. And he's the brewer's been there for over 15 years, and now they're not brewing anymore. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I'm happy when I hear that. Um, that's why I like to um, touch base with, you know, again, smallish brewery in Michigan that you're yep. coming up with innovative ways to keep things churning while the uh, pandemic is going on. Right. So. I mean, like, like, like you said, I mean, only two is pretty, you know, that's pretty encouraging to me. You know, like yeah. I, I, cause this is a huge, right, right. I mean, this is, this is a huge weight and a huge burden for these businesses to carry, you know, and, you know, we're, we're so lucky we're so small that, and we designed this business to withstand something like this, never expected something like this, but, you know, something recession proof, something, you know, cause when we owned the art gallery, we went through the 2008 recession with, with art. Right. Yeah. So when we're opening the brewery, people are like, Oh, this is no, you know, it's a lot harder than you think. I'm like, yeah, you haven't sold art for a living. So, you know, I think we'll be okay with beer. Um, but, you know, never saw something like this coming, right? And so to hear only two and, and terrible, horrible news that we have to, but still, man, that number, uh, you know, at the beginning of this, I thought that was going to be a lot higher. So that is encouraging. Well, I'm happy that uh, you're surviving. And uh, like I said, turning along until we're able to uh... – stop back in and have those two pints uh, with you. Um, one thing I like to do, obviously, because of um, the traveling I do, is let people know along with, uh, you know, along with starving artists in Ludington Bay, or in Ludington, you can put a brew tour together that includes starving artists, Ludington Bay, Jamesport. So there's three within about a six or seven mile radius. But right. then if you go, go north to Manistee, you have North Channel, and I think the furthest south from you would be Big Heart in Heart, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's quite a few breweries around you that people can kind of – and then you can go a little bit further east to Reed City to uh, Reed Brewing Company. Um, so there's, you know, that little side of the state um, or the west side of the state, that little pocket, you can put a lot of uh, breweries together and do a nice day trip or a two-day two, two trip uh, brewery tour. Hell, yeah. And uh, honestly, you know, what's, what's really cool – when we when we opened, we were the only microbrewery. So Jamesport is a pub. Yeah, uh, we were the only microbrewery from Whitehall to Frankfurt. So we had kind of this own little pocket of our. You know, it was so cool to see is that, like you said, now we're a beer destination, and it's yeah. not just you know now now you've got Beulah, you've got I mean, there's it's awesome. All these cool yeah. little breweries opening up. You know, Ludington Bay is our brother, sister brewery. Um, fucking love those guys. And yeah, right. you know, we always, like, those guys are, you know, those guys are church to us, man. I love those guys. Um, they make some killer beers. And just quality people, you know, just everything about that business, oh, yeah. like, like is, is amazing. Um, and, but what's, What's cool is that, you know, then you've got the beer bars, you know, on top, you know, so you got the mitten bar, which has been in draft magazine for, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. It's like top hundred beer bars in the, in the state. Is that you in Ludington? So, that's in Ludington. Yep. Okay. Downtown Ludington. Oh, okay. yep. yeah, so, so, got, so it's so cool to watch from when we open, you know, you know, in June, it's going to be five years for us to see, to see us being kind of like, you know, along with Jamesport, just being like these little specks in this large area, 
now see all that area fill in is so cool so now we we're now we are a destination and now we are you know so you can you i mean you can go along the lakeshore now and hit all the way up you know you can start oh, yeah. muskegon go all the way it's it's yeah. so cool it's great i mean um the, the whole west coast of michigan i mean like you said yeah you can start up in frankfurt technically beulah um even go a little bit higher than that, but you know, in Beulah, they, there's uh, the new one, Five Shores, and then St. Ambrose is right yep. there, and Frankfurt has Stormcloud, and then you start going south, and just it's like a um, a little dot to dot on the map on which ones you can hit, uh, and, and it's, it's badass. Gonna, it is great, yeah, it's a great community, and then you find places like you, and you just pull up in your backyard, and um, uh, the, I'm representing your shirt today. You're born. I saw that, man. My, my kids designed that shirt. I love it. Thank you. That's uh, great, man. Um, so before we leave, I want to let people know that, um, again, uh, Ludington, Michigan, Starving Artist Brewing Company. Um, you can stop in on Fridays and Saturdays from uh, now from noon to five to get out carryouts. But once uh, things start picking up and we're able to reopen, how many days a week are you going to be open? Normally. So our, our normal hours, once we get back to no mask land, um, our normal hours are, uh, for summer, are going to be Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, noon to seven. We're pretty, okay. we're pretty elusive. So, sure. so you got to get there that time. If, if you're desperate, reach out on Facebook or email me, and then I'll, I'll see what I can do. I might be able to talk to somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> and people, you do a lot of posting on Facebook and Instagram? Yep. Yep, I try to I try to do that as much as I can. Absolutely. Oh, your videos for the past eight weeks have been great. Like I said, it's roughly about at least once, if not twice a week. So just kind of connecting with people, drinking beers, following their comments, and just kind of having an open conversation yeah, about sometimes things. just talking about jack shit and nothing about yeah, exactly. nothing. That's what this is. Jack shit. <laughs> All right, oh, buddy. That's amazing. Well, I want to say thanks. I do really appreciate you taking the uh, time out of your day and joining me for this and letting people know um, what's going on at um, Starving Artist. And I will see you soon. I have my four pack to pick up. And in November, we're going to be partying once those barrels. Uh, oh, pray for good weather in November so we can have an out outdoor party. Everybody can just get bundled up. Who gives a shit? Like I don't care. Good <laughs> weather, bad weather. I'm drinking that beer. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for having me. Oh, man. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Have a good night. You too, man. Thanks so thank much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Cheers.